All right, what if there was someone who wanted to help you find a job? Choose Express Employment Professionals, and that is exactly what you're going to get. They can help you find work in any industry. With just one interview at Express, you have a connection to endless jobs. Whether you want a contract job, a new full-time role, or a summer job, choose Express Employment Professionals. Express has more than 860 locally owned locations and no fees for job seekers. Visit ExpressPros.com today to find a location near you. Summer is upon us, and whatever you have going on, a vacation, a staycation, a summer wedding, well, Macy's has you covered. If you need summer dresses, matching sets, volume sleeve tops, wedges, straw-crafted bags, I mean, really, they have what you need head to toe. I'm talking Levi's, Dolce Vita, Lacoste, and more. So shop summer must-haves at Macy's. Go to Macy's.com slash style. Again, that's Macy's.com slash style. Something I for sure love having in my home is super clean countertops. And I love when it smells good too. So you can bring the vacation vibes to your home with coconut scented Clorox Sentiva. It smells like coconut, cleans like Clorox, and feels like energy with a refreshing scent that'll transform your space into a tropical island retreat and give you a powerful clean. No plane ticket required. Unleash your self-expression with the enchanting coconut fragrance of Clorox Sentiva. You can get yours at a nearby retail store, also available in grapefruit or lavender scents. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. Life ain't always pretty, but hey, it's pretty beautiful thing. Laugh a little more thing. Tight, tighten up your core thing. Said EK, you're kicking it with four things. With Amy Brown. Okay, so for the first thing, I have my brother, David, joining me. David, what up? Hey. Hey, okay, so David is actually my half-brother, and he's significantly older than me. Yeah, but I, I I don't look significantly older than you. Right. But we never really grew up like as kids together. Like when you were in my home, when I was a kid, like you lived with us for a little bit, but you were in college. Yeah, I was in college. And and yeah, I mean, it's sort of interesting. I've got a half brother who's 13 years younger than me and then a half sister who's 13 years younger than me. So yeah. And so and then you have your other half sister who's my sister, Christy. So we could get real confusing with you all kind of explain our family dynamic as my dad was Cliff and he was married to David's mom, Judy, back in the 60s. And they had David and Kim and then they got a divorce and David's mom, Judy, married another Cliff. And then uh, my dad uh, married someone else named Bobby Sue or Bobby Joe or something. We don't know much about her. But then the third, his third wife, who's my mom, was also Judy. So there was a time period for David and I where he had a set of parents, Cliff and Judy. And then um, he also had his dad, Cliff, 
who was married to my mom, his stepmom, Judy. So there you go. Have you ever thought about, David, if we were to ever do one of those, you know, DNA testing kits, if we would have any other siblings out there? <laughs> Are you really asking that? I am. <laughs> yes. That thought has never crossed I, your mind. Oh, yeah. I, I mean, but I, I don't think so. I think I think our dad, if he had, if he had, had other kids, he would have. He would have known. He would have let us know. But oh no, no, I'm just saying that he didn't even know about it. I, I, I don't know. Who knows? <laughs> Our dad was awesome, but the wives didn't stop there at my Judy. There was another one after yeah. that. But you know, David and I were even having some deep talks. We were together this last Saturday, and uh, I guess David, before we get into our talk, do you want to defend yourself? I had forgotten that I had men mentioned you on last Thursday's episode in the first thing when I was talking to Mary, and we were talking about the book Project Hail Mary, and I said that at Dad's, you know, the weekend we were in Texas for Dad's funeral, that you were walking around the hotel with your book. Like everywhere I saw you, you had that book, <laughs> and so I guess I said, yeah, you were at the pool you were like laying there reading the book and we were all hanging out and talking, but like the book was so good. And I'm thankful that you told me about the book because I'm loving it. And, you know, maybe we can tell listeners about it and then they'll be thankful for it. I wanted to give you the chance to defend yourself because I didn't mean for you to take that the wrong way, but to be fair, I didn't think you would ever hear it. <laughs> yeah, no, I heard it. I heard it. So, so yeah, Amy asked me uh, uh, over the weekend, she was here, in, you know, here visiting and she asked me to rate her her podcast. And I was like, I'm not gonna rate your podcast till I listen to it. I gotta, I gotta hear it and see, see if it's good. And so uh, I listened to the the last, the most recent episode and they were, you know, Amy, Amy was talking with her friend about what was the list for Amy? It was a list of things that things you can quickly do to boost your mood, boost your mood. And, and, and to me, that list was also things that you can do when you're trying to like, you're trying to recharge, right? You're trying to, you know, maybe internalize and get to a good place where you can you can deal or cope with tough issues and stuff like that. And I think different people deal with it in different ways. And like most, all three of my sisters, I think, recharge through social interaction, right? I think all three of you really get a lot of comfort from interacting with other people. But I'm, I'm sort of the opposite, right? You know, being in groups and spending time with other people is, is sort of like, is, is a little bit of a drain on me. I mean, I like, it's not that I don't like doing it. It just takes a lot of energy out of me. And that was a really emotional weekend as people would imagine. And, and so after the service was over and we spent all this time reminiscing and everything else, my brain won't shut off. And unless I'm doing something like reading a book, it was like giving me the opportunity to like turn off these thoughts and feelings that I would had been experiencing the entire day and sort of give give my emotions and give my brain a rest. And that's just the way that I do it. it, it you know, books is, is a way for me to like step out of my head and give myself a, a, a chance to just rest emotionally, right? Some people use meditation, you know, some people use music, books are the way that I do it. Yeah. Okay. So now I feel bad and I want to take back what I said about you walking around the hotel all weekend with your book. And, you know, I think that that's important to realize, you know, that about yourself and your processing, it was a heavy weekend. I do think that Kim and Christy and I do process differently than you and, and that's yeah. okay. And, but I will say like, even your, yes, your demeanor was a little bit different, but I did get to spend time with you this last weekend. I could tell you were more yourself like you were more talkative and I mean, you're obviously super smart, but with that, you're also witty and quick and funny and good 
at conversation. And I've always enjoyed having talks with you. It hasn't been like we do it all the time by any means, but I've always enjoyed it when we've had that time. And you shared with me some really amazing quote. And I want you to share with everyone that quote and then the philosophy behind it, because I think it's just an important reminder of how we should all be. There's a Stanford professor, his name is Paul Sappho, and, and he writes about sort of a philosophy. And it's it's a philosophy that can be applied to everything. Like he uses it for like scientific rigor, right? But, but it can be applied to just day-to-day life. And the concept is something he calls strong opinions weekly held, right? And 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 basically what that means is that you should be able to come up with strong ideas about things, right? And then test them by talking to other people and then be willing and, and not, not just willing, but interested, like actively seeking to change your opinion whenever you know that opinion is shown to be false or shown to be wrong in some way. And, and the whole point of this strong opinions weekly held concept is that there's an opposite to it, which is weak opinions strongly held. And we all know people like that, right? They're the people who you ask them about something and they have an opinion. You ask them why. And they're like, well, I read it on the Internet or, well, I heard it they're like people say it all the time. And you're like, but that doesn't mean that it's true. Right. But they won't change. They're not willing to have a discussion about their opinion. They're not willing to consider that it's wrong. They just locked in. And and so they've got this really weak opinion and it's weak because they won't allow any scrutiny. They won't have a conversation with other people with other ideas. And yet they will not change no matter what, no matter, no matter what evidence. And so Paul Sappho, you know, he, he his whole thing is look, if you have two people that are having a conversation about something and they both have really strong opinions, and maybe those opinions are different, but they're willing to listen to each other. And they're willing to like examine their own position and they're willing to say, you know what, I think maybe you're right about this and I'm wrong. Let me change my opinion. Let me change my worldview and adapt or adopt a portion of what they're hearing from other people. That's where you get into this productive dialogue between people where where change can happen and where progress can be made. Right. And so I just I love that philosophy. It's like there's two types of people. Uh, basically, there are people who have strong opinions that they're willing to examine and change. And then there are people who have weak opinions who will not change no matter what, no matter what you share with them. And the, you know, the people that are willing to examine their beliefs, those are people that you can have really compelling and powerful conversations with and, and meaningful discussions with. And I think given the situation in our country today, wouldn't it be great if there were more people you know, on the left and the right who are willing to sit down and have conversations, strong conversations, strong opinions, but then find a way to like learn from each other and 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 figure out a better way based on you know the knowledge that they share. That's what this this uh, philosophy really is all about. Yeah. Now, if we could just get everybody on Facebook to understand that concept. <laughs> 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 yeah. Yeah. Well, I don't know. I think that's a lost cause. Uh, you know, look, wouldn't it be great if people would sit down and have like meaningful conversations? It, 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 you know, it just feels like we're so focused on things that are not, you know, they're sort of trivial and, you know, what celebrity is dating, what celebrity. And I mean, all that stuff is sort of fun. Uh, but it whoa, feels whoa, whoa, like- whoa, whoa. You're not obsessed with the fact that JLo is back with Ben Affleck? Did you know that? Yes. Okay. So yeah, who it, was she, who was she dating before? Uh, I don't remember. But A Rod. 
People do care. I know people care. Here's the funny <laughs> thing about it. When I open up Apple News, like I use Apple News to sort of get an update on what's going on every day. And it used to be that I'd open up Apple News and I'd see news stories. And now it's like I see five stories that are like 16 recipes that will blow your mind. And it's like, is that news? What, <laughs> what's happened here? And so like this morning, one of the news stories, the top news stories on Apple was like, J-Lo and, and Ben Affleck seen kissing at restaurant. And I was like, okay, seriously. Hey, that is news. I promise you that. And I'm here for I it. Know, yeah, I know. Well, we've all got dirty little, you know, we've got these dirty little pleasures, right? We like, to, we, like, we like to gossip dirty. and, you know, things that you don't want to admit. I mean, I drink like 120 ounces of Diet Dr. Pepper a day. That's not something I'm really super proud of. And people watch soap operas and stuff like that. Oh, but, you're such, such a dirty little pleasure. <laughs> Well, look, the the thing is, I, I don't know. It just feels like we don't have as many substantive conversations anymore. Like we don't talk about meaningful stuff. Right. I agree. And I think that a lot of it boils down to sometimes you just don't even want to get into it because you know you're going to be met with such resistance and you're not met with thoughtfulness and kindness. It could be twofold. The delivery could be wrong because the delivery could be unkind and harsh or it, it also could be delivered in a kind way, but then received completely wrong and then met with a defensive response. And so what everybody could work on, whether you're trying to start the conversation or you're receiving what someone is trying to say is to like, what filter is it going through on the way out and on the way in? It's almost like road rage has like moved over into conversations. You know, you're like driving down the road and you and you move over in front of somebody and they flip out. Right. And you're afraid they're going to like run you off the road and come after you with a bat or something. Now it's like conversations are like that. If you mention the wrong thing, the wrong you know concept or whatever, people just flip out. And I think you're exactly right. People need to be willing to sit, you know, sit back a little bit. And, and understand that everybody's just a person and their opinions are just opinions. And that if we can't have conversations about them, then all we're going to do is further divide ourselves, you know, from, from other people. And, you know, what makes America great, you know, and, and, you know, maybe the greatest country in the history of the world is the fact that there's so much diversity and so many different ideas and thoughts and, and that people, you know, can be unique and different and and have different ideals, but that we're all like sort of brought together by freedom, by by the ability to speak our mind and the ability to, you know, to to act in a free way, right? I feel like we're losing that a little bit. We need to we need to remember it and and respect other people's rights to have the same freedoms that we enjoy. In a very brief, quick way, just explain and remind people that a lot of times if you're getting your your news from Facebook, for example, how the algorithms are set to where once you start to receive news at a like about a certain thing, like then that's all you see in your feed. So then you start to think that that's how everybody's thinking and it becomes yeah. that that's it's that way or the hi highway. And then when you're met with a, a different opinion, that different opinion hasn't been on your Facebook feed for the past you know, year, then you freak out because you're like, nobody thinks that way, but wait, yeah. <laughs> but I, I don't know, just explain to people how that happens because I, I even, I have a hard time wrapping my head around it. Yeah. The echo chamber, right. And, and basically what Facebook and other social media platforms do is when you click on something, it tracks that, right? So if you click like my wife, Lisa, she clicks on, you know, videos of, of dogs. She's a big Siberian Husky fan. And so anytime she sees something about dog sledding or dog shows, she clicks on that. 
And so now all of the stuff that Facebook shows her is related to dogs. And so the same thing happens with politics. So if you click on an article that's talking about how you know horrible conservatives are being treated, then Facebook understands that you're interested in that and it's going to show you more of those types of articles. So pretty quickly, you don't see the other side. You don't see any information on the, you know, uh, about, you know, the other political party. All you see is negative stuff about the other political party and positive stuff about your own political party. And so you enter an echo chamber and the echo chamber makes it where it seems like your opinion is the majority opinion, even if it's not right. That's what's so insidious about, you know, what's what's happening with social media. Yeah. So just keep that in mind if that's your number one way of receiving information. Did you watch that documentary on Netflix, The Social Dilemma? Yeah, yeah. Okay. So just for anybody else, I mean, that's been out a while. So maybe a lot of you have seen it and some of this, you might be like, oh yeah, I already knew that. But it's just, it's good to to keep in your mind so that you pay attention to maybe when it's happening and then maybe when you need to recheck or reset yourself. And then just be open to more conversations with people. It doesn't mean that you have to abandon anything that you believe or things that you're passionate about, but who knows? If you're open to it, it, you may find yourself leaning in to what they're saying if that is speaking true to you. If it doesn't, then you just respect the conversation and you just walk away. It doesn't have to end in some family fight or friendship fight or, yeah, like Dave was saying, with road rage. I think that was a perfect analogy. And you know what? If if some people in your life refuse to be that way, it makes you think of this this quote, and it's anonymous. I don't know who originally said it, but it's, you can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. (laughs) (laughs) And uh, so I just will leave people with that. Yeah, really sit with that one. You can't change the people around you, but you can change the people around you. So sometimes you may need to look around and be like, oh, am I surrounding myself with, with people that you know, are making me feel good about myself and what I believe. And I'm allowed to be who I want to be, even if it doesn't match up exactly with who they think I should be. I mean, everything should be more welcoming. Like if you feel like you have to silence yourself around certain people, but I I will say it's very difficult if it is family to like cut out family. You know what I mean? Because those are people that are hard to change because you're, you're close to them in another way. Yeah, but family, I think, is the best way to practice what we, so circling all the way back to the beginning, right? You know, having strong beliefs that are weakly held, the, being in a situation where you're willing to listen to other people's ideas and then examine your own. The safest place to do that is with family, right? And, and here's what it, I think, requires. You have to say to somebody in your family that has different beliefs, explain to me why you feel that way right? Explain to me why you believe that way. And it, it can't be aggressive. You got you to gotta genuinely want to understand what they're saying. I think if you go to somebody who has maybe differing beliefs in your family and you, and you, you both sit down with the drink and you, and you say to them, I want to understand why you feel the way that you do. Like I really do care and want to know why you feel the way you do. And if they're willing to have the same conversation with you and listen to your opinion, then you might both like come away, first of all, being closer, second of all, being able to have a conversation about tough issues. But it's it's a safer place to do it because, you know, at the end of the day, even though you're maybe on differing sides of an issue, your family and hopefully family is stronger than that is going to is going to allow you to, you know, stay 
you know, positive and connected and the relationship is going to be stronger than whatever the differences are in your philosophy. Yeah. So that way you don't have to like literally change the people around you. (laughs) And, you know, I think too, we used politics as an example, but this could really be anything that you need to have a conversation about. I think like politics is just a big one that people tend to disagree about, but it really could be a number of things that you may need to have discussions about. Like I can just think of some off the top of my head, like parenting. People have so many opinions about parenting within their family. Yeah. Or yeah, yeah I even think of how I used to be about food and yeah, I, but I was so wrapped up in my own eating disorder that I didn't even realize like how toxic I was making certain conversations around the family table, you know, and I was projecting my stuff onto people that weren't even asking for it. So those are just a couple of other examples besides just politics. So see where this resonates with you and then maybe where you can try to implement it into your life. And David, I feel like I could talk to you forever. You're definitely going to have to come back on. I know that people are going to love you. They love it when Christy comes on for sure. So if you're willing to come back on, I would love to have you. Yeah. Well, next time we'll have to talk about something that Stashira likes, like anime. Oh, I know. D- say your age again. I know I said you were older than me, but like you're what, 55? 55 in a couple of weeks. Yeah. yeah. And my daughter's 14 and they have anime <laughs> in common. They both like that. But you're, I will say you're well-versed. You know a lot about a lot of things. You're not just into anime all day long. Yeah. I think a lot of it comes down to, I just love to read. And when you read, you learn right that's that's just one of the things so it's it's less about being like worldly or or whatever and just being you know being somebody who loves to read books and so you learn a lot of stuff by just picking up a book right and you also retain a lot of information like a lot and you yeah. pull it from years ago i'm quite envious of it if i must say so <laughs> because yeah there's like a wealth of knowledge in there and not that i mean i know that i'm a smart person i feel like your brain retains things on another level like you're the firstborn so i think you got that gene or whatever that is it's funny though because you'll remember things socially that i don't remember right you'll remember something that happened 20 years ago so I think we have different types of memory retention, right? Some people retain facts and figures. Some people retain history. Some people retain like social stuff. Like you'll remember, you know, names of people that we met 20 years ago and what they were doing and what their background was. So I think our brains are just wired to absorb different types of content, right? And different types of information. It's not better or worse. It's just different. We're just different people and we have different, you know, different gifts. All right, David. Well, thank you so much for coming on. So fun having you. And thank you for listening to the podcast and subscribing and rating and review it. I appreciate that, especially you being my brother. And if anybody else out there wants to subscribe, rate and review, if you haven't already done that, I would be super grateful. David, I hope I will see you soon and uh, you'll have to come on the podcast for sure. I know that people are going to love you. Take care. Second thing. Okay, we're talking imposter syndrome for this thing. And I've briefly touched on this before, but it might have been a couple of years ago, honestly. So it's a good time to bring it back up. And I have licensed therapist Kat Defada talking with me about it. And we decided to record this thing on a whim. We weren't really planning on it, but we thought, well, this could be a conversation because if we're struggling with it, other people are struggling with it. And it's ironic because Kat was literally recording a podcast with someone about imposter syndrome. And she was sort of having imposter syndrome, like believing. Not sort of, I definitely. Okay, no. 
she definitely was. She was telling me she was nervous about the interview and almost like she didn't feel worthy to interview this person because this person was more known and had more of a following. And, you know, it's just like when you sit back and you hear something, you know, I wanted to encourage Kat, but I'm like, no, you're good. This person is not better than you just because they have more followers. And so now we're just gonna have a real talk of like, there's days where I'm sitting on the Bobby Bone Show or I'm sitting here with this podcast and I think, what am I doing? I have no qualifications to be here. Well, and then when I really think about it, I'm like, well, I have been on the Bobby Bone Show for 15 years. So I'm sure somewhere in there I've learned a thing or two, but yet I still have lies in my head that tell me I don't know what I'm doing. A lot of times I don't, but I, but I don't. And, and like, why am I even doing this? And who's even listening to me? And, you know, my who bro- am I? Who to am be? I to be talking yeah. with people? And what makes me feel better, and this isn't about the imposter thing, it's just about being more of a like, I'm doing this to just, we can have conversations. And maybe someone listening doesn't feel alone, but I still get stuck in my head sometimes. But I, I do bring myself out of that when I'm like, you know what? I'm not an expert. I don't have to be. I'm not trying to pretend that I am. But then sometimes I feel like people maybe think that I am and then I'm such a fake. Does that make sense? Well, cause, yeah, because you have <laughs> pressure. And I struggle with this all the time. And I almost, I don't think I realized how much I struggled with it until I did that episode. And I was like, oh my gosh, my feelings about doing this episode are the definitions of imposter syndrome. And for me, I know it comes from this place of comparison. If I wasn't comparing myself to anybody, I would be fine. Because I think in sometimes a bubble, I can be really confident. And then when it comes to having other people's opinions or thoughts, or I'm looking at other people's accomplishments next to mine, for some reason, I'm like, oh, uh, what am I doing? Who am I to be having a podcast is one of the main things that, you know? Right. But what's something that you say about yourself when it comes to being a therapist? Oh, that I totally know. what I, I know that I'm good at what I do when it comes to being a therapist. I'm very confident in all of that with my clients. I don't take it personally when somebody doesn't like me as a therapist, because I know that I know what I'm doing there. But because I didn't have this like big, huge dream and goal to set out and I got all this training. I've never been trained to have a podcast. I've been trained to be a therapist. Maybe that's part of it. But it became that like, who am I to be interviewing people who actually do this for a living? Or who am I to be interviewing people who have more of a following than me? But then we circle back to what is your podcast? You need need therapy. therapy. And then what are you an expert in, right? What are you an expert in? Being a therapist. Exactly. Yes, and like, I know. so your podcast is too, but like sometimes yeah. and you're super smart. Yeah. But like even you, you, and you know all the tools and like even you get wrapped up in your own head about it. But then you 100%. had a realization because you were ironically doing an episode on imposter mm-hmm. syndrome and having the exact same thoughts. So you had that self-awareness where you're like, oh my gosh. Mm-hmm. And so for other people, it might not be a podcast. It really could be any career thing. Being a, It could be, be anything. anything. Being a mom. Maybe you're a mom for the first time. Or maybe you've got four kids, but you're still like, what the? What am I doing? What am I doing? Well, I mean, like I'm not, I'm not a good mom or there's no way I'm doing this right or this person's a better mom or this person's better at this job or whatever your career is. And I do consider being a mom a career. Mm-hmm. Whatever you're doing, you can sometimes get all psyched out and get in your head about it. This is a huge issue, I think, in our culture is that being mediocre or being average or being okay at something is seen as a bad thing. It's seen as an insult. Like if you were to tell me, oh, your podcast is average, I would take that offensively. And I think that's a problem because what's wrong with being not the best at something, but still being able to be good at it or valuable in that field? Or it just has become, again, it goes back to comparison. I just, well, I held my finger up because I wanted to remember you using the word valuable. 
Yeah. Because if you're a value to the amount of people that are listening to you, say it's five, say it's 500, say it's 5 million. That matters. But if you're a value to those people, then what is it to your point? Like it, you're still doing a service and you're good at what you do and you're putting it out there and you're reaching people. And again, we've talked about this a million times. Like if you connect with one person, okay, well then that that's a lot made to be it worth enough. It. Mm-hmm. And it, it also ties into this like addictive culture we're in where it's like we need more and more and more of something where it's like, why can't I be satisfied with helping five people? Why do I have to have five million people be helped by something? Five people, those are five real people. But I think it comes to like, we just want more and we want more and we want more. And I think it's tied into, I think, social media, right? And what we see of and, and getting enough likes and all of that, that quantity equals success when it really doesn't. Yeah, I mean, honestly, some people are just really excellent at marketing themselves. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. they may not have as yeah. much as you think they have going on, but that's just another thing of you to remember of like, what is reality? Because some people really are. In fact, sometimes I watch people and they are so good at it. And I'm like, part of me gives them props. Like, oh, good for you. You believe in yourself mm-hmm. right now. And so maybe I need a little bit more mm-hmm. of that. I'm not hating on it because they're really good at promoting what they do. About but, being confident. Right. Yeah. Maybe maybe it's confidence. I mean, I don't, because I don't know them. It's social media. So I don't really know. But also their, maybe it's manipulation. Maybe. I don't know. Yeah. It could be. Either way, they're really good at it. Yeah. They got me thinking yeah. they're great. <laughs> 100%. Manipulated check. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> or maybe it's just genuinely like them having confidence yeah. and believing in themselves and knowing that what they're putting out is of value, even if it's to one person. And they're, by golly, they're going to put it out there. And everybody needs to know about it. Mm-hmm. Well, you know, and I want to bring this did up. Did I just I, say, by golly? Yeah, you did say, by golly. <laughs> Have you ever said that before? I don't know. <laughs> I mean, should I be hosting a podcast or not? I'm really... By golly, oh, by golly. I got all the, all the hip words. All the hip lingo. Mm-hmm. But I want to bring this up, and I said this in the episode, but I think it's valuable to be said again. I was listening to a conversation with a man named Mike Foster and John Acuff. It was on Mike's podcast, Fun Therapy. I don't even know what they're talking about, but one of them asked the other, what would you do if you could just be 60% good at something? If the goal wasn't to be 100% the best, what would you do? What would your life look like? How would it look differently? And I don't even remember what was said, but that question has followed me. That was years ago that I heard that. And I, I just would encourage everybody who maybe is gravitating or, or connecting with this idea of imposter syndrome of, wait a second, what would I be doing if it was okay to be 60% good at it? Because that's probably something that you should be doing. I mean, that's something I'm, I might have to spend some time with. Thinking about. Sure. Yeah. yeah. If people want to check out that episode, they can just go to You Need Therapy podcast. And the episode's with Tanya Rad, mm-hmm. And she is a Ryan Seacrest co-host. I was about to say who Ryan Seacrest was, but uh, most people know. I mean, <laughs> you may watch him on American Idol. You may watch him on Ryan and Kelly or Kelly and Ryan. I don't know. I forgot which, he was Yes, yeah. He took Regis's place. No, he took... Oh, Michael Strahan. My, yes. Yeah, I forgot there was an in-between. And then, yeah, he has his own radio show uh, based out of LA on Kiss FM. I mean, he started out in radio and then kind of worked his way. But Sissini and Tanya are his co-hosts, and Tanya's one of them, and she is a recent episode of yours. Mm-hmm. I was trying to look it up real quick so I could give, like, do you do episode numbers? Imposter, no, it's just okay. called imposter syndrome. So just search imposter syndrome with Tanya unique Rad. therapy or Tanya Rad, and you will find it. And I highly recommend Kat's podcast, You Need Therapy, if you want to check that out. So thanks for hopping on to yeah, talk to me thanks. about this. It's just also too, I mean, this isn't, you'll, you can dig more into imposter syndrome if you go listen to that episode. But Kat and I just wanted to bring it up because we were talking about it and we just want you to know that we have those thoughts too. 
and not always true. They're not always true. And you need to change the narrative. Mm -hmm. Tell yourself a different story. Mm -hmm. Believe in yourself as much as Kat believes in herself being a therapist. (laughs) Because I, you've said that to me before. And I've been like, yes, girl, because you've been like, I mean, I'm a good therapist. And to me, I would want to come to you mm-hmm. because I want a therapist that really believes in their work. And you're not saying it in a narcissistic way, conceited. not at all. That's another thing is it's it, it can be looked at as bad for especially a woman to be super confident. And I think that is a messed up way to look at things. Like we're allowed to like know what we're good at mm-hmm. when we know we're good at something. Like that's that's a good thing. We're allowed to at least know what we're 60% good at. Yeah, exactly. And I'm, I'm about 60% to go, <laughs> good at being a therapist. And I'm about to go figure that out, whatever that is. <laughs> okay, so Kat Defada, thank you for thank you. Yeah. joining me. And yeah, hopefully y'all will do a little more research on imposter syndrome if you think that this might be something that you deal with yourself. All right, I want to tell you about something really awesome that Macy's is doing. It is currently Asian American and Pacific Islander Heritage Month. And Macy's is highlighting some really cool AAPI-owned brands right now, online and in-store. For the entire month of May, you can join Macy's in supporting AAPI-owned fashion brands. Plus, you can help support college access and student success when you donate online or simply round up in-store to APIA scholars. Now, APIA is the nation's leading nonprofit organization devoted to the academic, personal, and professional success of Asian American, Native Hawaiian, and Pacific Islander students. And Macy's has made it super easy. You can just round up your purchase to the nearest dollar at checkout to support APIA Scholars, which is an educational nonprofit. Shop Asian American and Pacific Islander-owned brands at Macy's.com or in-store. Again, that's Macy's.com. You're going to be doing some shopping anyway. Why not round up and give back? That's Macy's.com or in-store. All right, so I've been saving on shopping this year by only buying new clothes when I've sold some clothes that I no longer wear. And what this has done is it's forced me to be super wise when I'm adding clothes back into my closet. I want to update my wardrobe for the long haul without spending a fortune, and that's where Quince comes into play. You can go see for yourself all the awesome stuff they have, especially for summer right now, like European linen dresses and blouses and shorts from $30, washable silk tops, 14-karat gold jewelry, so much more. And if you're like me, you're like, hmm, this just seems too good to be true. Well, what Quince does is they partner directly with top factories, and they cut out the cost of the middleman, and they pass the savings on to us So we are getting things for 50 to 80% less than similar brands. For example, I'm literally looking on their website right now at this open knit cover-up maxi dress that'll be great for the summer, 100% organic cotton, and it's $49.90. It could retail for $148, so that's 66% savings. And with warm weather here, you need to check out Quince. All you got to do is go to quince.com slash Amy for free shipping on your order and 365 day returns. That's Q-U-I-N-C-E dot com slash Amy. You're going to get free shipping. Again, 365 day returns. That's quince.com slash Amy. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about the incredible work being done by St. Jude Children's Research Hospital and ask you today to join me in becoming a partner in hope. 
When you make a donation to St. Jude, you're helping an organization that has helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And I can tell you from personal experience, that number and the hope that it brings is invaluable. What they are doing at St. Jude is making a huge difference. It is full of joy there, which a lot of families need at that time. They don't need to be worrying about travel, lodging, food. Everything is paid for at St. Jude so that families can focus on their child that has cancer. Your support means families never receive a bill from St. Jude. It's only $19 a month. And when you sign up, you'll get the new This Shirt Saves Lives shirt. Join me in helping St. Jude in the fight against childhood cancer. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. A friend was over for dinner the other day and, you know, we were just making conversation around the table, asking questions. And this friend said to my daughter, like, hey, what's something that makes your mom happy? And her response without missing a beat was clean countertops. Wiping down the countertops is a simple way for me to reset, especially when the smell is just right. And by smell, I'm talking about coconut. Coconut scented Clorox Sentiva is my go-to. And I personally love that she answered that without hesitation. That means she knows me well, and that's really special. And of course, yeah, I do love clean countertops. I love wiping them down. I will always choose the smell of coconut over anything. I don't know what scent matches your vibe, but there's coconut, there's grapefruit, there's lavender. And again, for me, it's always going to be coconut. My kitchen smells like a little tropical vacation when I use it. And I love that with Clorox, I know I'm getting a really good clean as well. So it's a powerful clean and a refreshing scent. Clorox Sentiva cleans like Clorox and feels like confidence. You can get yours now at a retail store near you. Okay, this thing is random things that are on my mind, which one of them is Amazon's new way to elevate your wardrobe. I just saw an article posted about it and I don't know if y'all have heard, but they're offering some personal shopper service, I guess under their Prime Wardrobe brand. And I thought I would just tell y'all about it in case you hadn't heard. And maybe you have something coming up and you want help with styling. Although I did also see that they've had some delays due to customer volume, like they don't have enough stylists or something. So I don't know if you'll even be able to find somebody. And again, I have not used this yet. This isn't like a commercial or anything. Just these are things that I saw that I thought you may want to know about, but it's $4.99, like $4.99 per styling. And they let the stylist do all the shopping for you. And then they send you the clothes and you've got seven days to try them on and send back before you're actually charged. So if you decide you don't like them, well, then you're, you just send them back and you're all good. And then all orders come with a resealable box and a prepaid label for returns. So it's pretty much hassle-free, which that sounds a lot like Stitch Fix. And I think there's other trunk services that have been offered. I've I've only ever used Stitch Fix, but I don't know, this Amazon one might be a thing. So maybe you could look into that. I know I love having help when it comes to getting ready for things, whether it's from legit stylists or my friends. I'm someone where in my head, I don't really trust myself. I'm not very confident in my dressing skills, uh, but maybe part of that is just because I need to believe in myself. Like I need to change the narrative and be like, you know what? As long as I feel comfortable and confident, then 
it's fine. Why am I so concerned about what anybody else thinks? But still, I like having friends' opinions and and experts. So maybe Amazon's onto something. I mean, really, honestly, Amazon is going to be taking over the world. They already have. They basically do everything, and this is proving it. They're getting into every little, you know, (laughs) they've got Amazon TV and movies or video prime. They've got Amazon books. They have everything you could order at your fingertips. And sometimes it'll even arrive to you same day. And then now they're doing styling and clothing and they have the pantry stuff. And speaking of Amazon video, that is a place where I do like to find things. And sometimes I can find them for free on Amazon, or maybe I'll have to just pay like two bucks to get something. But a service that, or a streaming platform or service that I downloaded a while ago, mainly for undoing with Nicole Kidman, because it was so good, was HBO Max. And then I kind of forgot about it for a little bit until the Friends reunion came back. And then now I'm spending so much time on HBO Max because after the Friends reunion, it made me want to watch Friends again, which Friends is one of my all-time favorite TV shows ever. Just after it went off Netflix, I wasn't really watching it that much. And I had it on the other day and the scene where Ross is getting married and he says Rachel's name at the wedding, ugh. That is still a scene that bothers me so much. It is. It just makes me cringe. The whole episode makes me uncomfortable. In fact, I just skipped it and went to the next episode because I didn't even want to deal with it. So now it's got me wondering, like, if you have a scene or an episode for one of your favorite shows that is your least favorite, I want to hear from y'all what those are. Maybe you could email them to me, fourthingswithamybrown at gmail.com, and we can bring this up in the fifth thing and kind of share our uncomfortable episodes from our favorite TV shows. But I've been watching a lot more Friends on HBO Max, and then I watched Mayor of Easttown, which I really liked with Kate Winslet. She's a detective, and she's investigating a murder, and then there's also a disappearance of another girl. And then there's all these other stories intertwined because I don't know, she's got a lot of different characters in her life that have a lot of drama happening. So that was very interesting. Thought it was really good. A lot of people liked Mayor of Easttown better than Undoing, but I personally think I liked Undoing better, but I still recommend both. And then another one I just started on HBO Max is Hacks, which is about this comedian, an older woman in Vegas And she's kind of losing her thing because she's been doing it for a very long time. And the casino where I guess she has a residency. I'm only on episode one, by the way. So I'm just telling y'all, but I already can tell I'm totally into it and I'm going to finish it. But she needs help kind of appealing to a younger audience. And so there's this writer who's young and apparently was doing well, but put out a tweet that caused her to get canceled in a sense. And so she lost her job and she couldn't find work anywhere because nobody wanted to be associated with her. So they have the same agent and their agent kind of connected them. Like there's this older lady and you got this younger girl and she's a writer and maybe she can help you freshen up your comedy show. So that's called Hacks and I'm into it. So if you've been on the fence about getting HBO Max, I would say, I guess it's worth it. I mean, some people haven't really liked the Friends reunion, but I loved it. Mary and I watched it together and we were very excited about it. But we talked about it on the Bobby Bone Show and Bobby just thought it was okay. So, you know, I don't want to overhype or oversell something because that's the worst is when someone talks about something being so awesome and then you go watch it and you're kind of let down. So don't want to do that. Maybe I shouldn't have done that with undoing Mayor of Easttown and now Hacks, especially since I'm just one episode into that. So that's just some TV show recommendations for you. I know this is kind of a random thing, but it's just stuff that was on my mind 
Uh, if anybody tries out the Amazon styling thing, personal stylist, let me know about that too. And I'll keep y'all posted if I try it as well. But if you have any TV show recommendations for me, I would love to hear them or book recommendations or other podcasts or something. And I'll be sure to share those maybe in a fifth thing if you email them into me. And that way we can let each other know. I love hearing from people what they're watching or reading or listening to for sure. So I want to hear what y'all are into and then I will share it with the group. So we're like a little community here and I'm the one that shares everything to everybody, but I love hearing from y'all. So send me things that we need to know about and I'll let the group know and I'll talk about it in an upcoming episode. So appreciate any suggestions y'all have. Let me know. All right, for this thing, I am sharing with y'all four things that I am thankful for. This is stuff I legit put in my gratitude journal last night, and I'm going to talk it over with you because there might be some helpful things in here that you might enjoy yourself because these are things that I'm thankful for. So maybe you need to know about them. And, you know, I often have guests do this. If I have them on for all four things, at the end, I have them share four things that they're grateful for. So I thought, well, why not do this myself? Might not be bad from time to time. I don't want to like overdo it or bore y'all with my gratitude. But these are things that I am recently thankful for. And in number one is toast. I'm obsessed with toast, mostly toast with ghee and sea salt. Like that is my jam. I have it most every morning with my coffee. So I have a latte, which is kind of a little bit sweet. So maybe that's why I like the salty and the butter and the bread situation. But that is totally my jam right now, which speaking of jam, I do put jam on it from time to time. Not always, but occasionally I'll do the ghee and instead of salt, I'll put strawberry jam on top but I don't know what it is about me and toast right now, but it's all that I want. And my bread of choice is Ezekiel bread, the seven grain kind. I think that's what it's called. It's in the red bag. So Ezekiel bread is often found in the freezer at grocery stores and they have, you know, a green bag, a yellow bag, an orange bag, a red bag, a purple bag. They're all different flavors or how, I don't know, however they make it. And the one I like is the red bag. Sometimes certain grocery stores don't have the red bag and I'm like, oh, so I opt for, I guess, I don't know, the orange bag and it's all right. I still eat it, enjoy it, but there's something about whatever they do with what's in the red bag that I love. So that is thing number one. Uh, The second thing I'm thankful for is my bird collar. Well, at least one of them. This is something that Mary actually found and I think she told Stashira about them and Stashira ended up giving it to me for Mother's Day. So I I have it up here with me. I'll try not to blow it right into the microphone so it won't be totally in your ears. But I go outside and I call my birds to come to the feeder when I put food out. I walk outside and I do this. And I posted this on Instagram the other day and people wanted to know where the caller came from. And I need to ask Mary exactly where she got it, but it's a handmade little wooden one that is so cute. And I found one that is very similar. It's like a chickadee call. It calls little chickadees, which those are my favorite thing to come to my feeder because they're so tiny and cute. But this would be a great gift for somebody, maybe if they're also into birds. But because it's handmade and it's wood and it's super cute, it's about $28, but it comes in this cute little wooden box with a picture of the bird on the outside. 
And the naturalbabyco.com is where I found a link. Again, I don't know exactly where Mary found it. I need to talk with her about that. So I might have an update for y'all on this. But just quickly, that's something that might work. Or on Amazon, if you just type in bird collars, there might be some really great options there that, well, in fact, I, I actually just did it. And some popped up and they're about eight bucks. So maybe you could give that a try and see if that works for you. But there's something about a bird collar that's just so fun. And then birds are outside chirping anyway. And I don't know if they're responding to me or if they would be chirping anyways, but I feel like we're having a conversation. And then they come over to my feeder and I feel like they legit showed up because I called them. I have no idea if they would have shown up whether or not I used my collar or not, but it is a pretty special feeling. You feel like you're really connecting with nature in this weird way. So there's that. All right, so we got toast and we got bird collars. And then the third thing I'm thankful for is my brother. He's actually on today's episode, so that's super cool. But I just love that I am reconnecting with him. He's older than me, and I didn't grow up with him in the same house. We have different moms, but we had the same dad. You know, I think uh, we talked about it a little bit in this episode, but going through the loss of our dad has brought us closer together. So I hope that we continue this and I just want to encourage you that if there's somebody in your life, whether it's a friend or a relative or whatever, maybe you don't need something really heavy or tragic to happen that's going to bring you back together. Maybe today it'll just take a phone call or an email or a text or you reaching out. And some of that is just us being intentional about doing it. I mean, I love my brother, always have. I think he's awesome. But for whatever reason, we just don't talk that often. And I don't think we're going to start talking every day. But I can tell you that I'm going to be making more of an effort to stay connected with him and my other sister, Kim. And then my sister, Christy, of course, I'm super close with. But I hope as siblings, all four of us, hang out more together. And maybe we plan little trips. I mean, my dad would love that we were doing this. Like He would freak out. It kind of makes me sad that I didn't do some of this while, while he was alive because it would have made him so happy to see his kids just connecting with each other and having real conversations. And my brother and I didn't get into this specifically. I was in Tampa this last weekend and saw him and we had a really nice deep talk like about real things and our dads and our moms and relationships and stuff that my dad had told him that he had never told me. And it was really easy, but also awesome to be able to learn more even about my dad through my brother. And I don't know that we would have ever sat down and had like a real meaningful conversation if we weren't being intentional about it. And I'll credit my brother for for the meaningful conversation because we kind of went on a walk and we sat down and he just asked me, like out of nowhere, I think the question was like, who's somebody that you admire in your life? And we started talking about different people. And he said, well, you know, I got to say your mom. And, and my mom was his stepmom for a while. But he's like, I just admire so much how she handled adversity and different challenges. And he just thought she did it with such grace. And he saw her go through, you know, different things because she was his stepmom for a little bit. But then my parents got divorced and we had a new stepmom who was maybe younger than my brother, (laughs) maybe, or for sure. There was at one point where my brother had a girlfriend that was older than my dad's wife. So that part was a little weird, but he saw my mom go through some hard times, but he always saw her handle it well. And he admired her for that and how she interacted with him as a stepson for a period of time, probably about 13 years or so. So anyway, 
I am thankful for my brother and our reconnection, even though I don't ever feel like I was not connected to my brother. So yeah, third thing is me definitely being thankful for my brother and our new way that we're going to handle our relationship as siblings. All right. And for the fourth and final thing, I am just straight up thankful for my girl, Lisa Haim. She is a friend and a co-host of Outweigh, our podcast that we do on Saturdays for eating disorders. And she just has a way of sending little encouraging texts from time to time that make me smile. And she also puts out a newsletter every Sunday that is amazing. It's probably the best newsletter that I receive. I don't always read every newsletter that people send out, but I always read hers. Mary, if you're listening, I do check out the Shot Forward newsletters. I guess they're more of like email blasts if they're from the Shot Forward. So I guess that's very different. But I'm trying to think of like people where I'm real intentional making sure to check out whatever they're sending out, especially if they're my friend. But Lisa's, I want to read every word. Like even if they're kind of long, I like taking in what she has to say. And at the end of her latest newsletter, she put a little blurb of her latest episode of Truthiest Life, which is her podcast. So I just want to shout it out here. And she had a relationship expert and coach on, Tiffany Luis. And they talk about how to stop looking at your ex's Instagram, what it takes to foster healthy romantic relationship, receiving, why is it so hard for women, how to safely voice your needs and be heard, and the unspoken grief that comes with accepting your partner exactly where they are at. So if you happen to be in a relationship and that sounds interesting to you, you might want to check out her latest episode. Just as a friend, wanted to support what she has going on. And yeah, there you go. Four things that I am thankful for this week. And I'm trying to get back into doing my journal. I don't do it every single day. Now we do a gratitude challenge at times where I try to do it every single day. We did it in March. It's hard to believe that was in March, which (laughs) I mean, that was a few months ago, which is crazy. Time is flying. I can't believe that it is mid-June. But if you are looking to join us in this, all you got to do is write down four things that you're thankful for. Maybe every day, maybe every other day, maybe every few days, whatever it looks like for you. You can just put pen to paper, write down four things you're thankful for. You can do it in any notebook that you have, or we happen to have one for our four things community that Espoir makes that supports education in Haiti through Project MediShare. So you can go to fourthings.com to check that out, radioamy.com to find links to other things, like even my Amazon favorites page, which I've got some bird feeder stuff up there if you'll want. I don't have any bird collars linked because I haven't actually bought one and tried it out. Everything that I have linked there, I have bought and used, but I don't know, maybe I will try some out and then give you all a review of some bird collars from Amazon. But yeah, Radio Amy should get you links to everything, but just want to encourage you to try to think of things that you are thankful for, especially if you're in a little bit of a funk, it can help shift your mood for sure. At least it does for me. And maybe you could see if that's something that works for you. All right. Thank you all for listening to today's episode and hope you have a great weekend Uh, on Saturday. Yeah. A new Outweigh episode will go up. So make sure if you've, you know, struggled with any disordered eating or anything like that, you, you maybe want to subscribe to that. So that way it'll upload every Saturday. And then I will see y'all next Tuesday for the fifth thing. Bye. All summer, the best time of the year usually doesn't come with a great deal. Soaring temperatures come with soaring prices. 
But what if there was another way? With IKEA, your summer plans can last longer than two weeks of vacation and be more affordable. At IKEA, everyone can have lounge chair access. No reservations needed. From affordable outdoor furniture to stylish accessories, they have all of the essentials that you need to soak up summer in style, no matter the size of your space. Start planning a better summer with IKEA. It's your outdoor dreams inside your budget. All right, this show is sponsored by BetterHelp. It's a simple truth that no matter who you are, mental health challenges can affect you and how you manage them can really make all the difference. That's why everyone should have access to mental health support that meets them where they are and helps them get through things. Now, BetterHelp provides online therapy on your schedule. It's flexible, simple to use, and more affordable than in-person therapy. Connect with a licensed therapist selected just for you. Learn more at BetterHelp.com. That's BetterHelp.com. BetterHelp.com. Hey, it's Amy here to talk about St. Jude Children's Research Hospital. For 60 years, St. Jude doctors and researchers have helped push the overall childhood cancer survival rate from 20% to more than 80%. And we need your help getting that number to 100%. And most important, your support means that families never receive a bill from St. Jude for treatment, travel, housing, or food. That peace of mind means so, so much for these families. So join me in helping St. Jude in this fight. Become a partner in hope at musicgives.org. That's musicgives.org. In every pair of Tacova's boots, you can expect handmade quality, first wear comfort, and timeless Western style. Tacova's boots are always made from premium bovine and exotic leathers, and with occasional resoling, they're going to last a lifetime. The best way to shop for boots is at your local Tacova store, where you're going to be greeted by the smell of fresh leather and a friendly smile. So come on in, grab a cold one, get fitted by a pro, and shop the latest styles. Visit tacovas.com. That's T-E-C-O-V-A-S.com. And don't go gently, y'all.